Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Offlick. And it's time for You Get COVID. And you get COVID. And I got COVID. Unspun. God. <laughs> so I, I thought I was immune. I thought I, I, I mean, I, I've been walking around like, look at me. I don't get COVID. I'm immune to this. I'm, uh, then I woke up uh, on, on um, well, it was Monday. I started a little tickle in my throat. Uh, oh, oh, God. And then Tuesday, aches. Wednesday, tested positive. And how do you feel there now? I am. Well, it's just like a bad cold for me. So yeah. it's not bad. You know, it's just annoying. The, the isolation, you gotta partition the house. And my son Quinn's looks like he's got it too. A man has already had it. So, so yeah, so it's, it's, you know, it's not news to most people because a lot of people have had it. Uh, everybody has a different experience. Um, but I think mainly it's quarantining yourself, you know, making, especially if you live in a house. At least it's people. not nice outside. It's, I mean, oh, God, I the, the weather. I got the, what the hell? I got the fireplace going over here on my TV. <laughs> I see it's June 16th, dude. It's, it's insane. Cold. It's, it's cold, insane. I my, I'm wearing my woolly slippers. I'm at I, home and I'm in this little. Hey, little for those little watching, yeah, where's mine? I got my slippers on. We're showing off our slippers, guys. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, I got my slippers. Okay, yeah. so I'm patient. I, I thought I was patient zero with COVID. Like I think I got it before yeah. they were testing. Like I'd like, I'd love to be able to get an antibody test. I mean, but I'm, what does it matter? So far, though, I haven't experienced it since the start of the pandemic i have not had mm -hmm. a cold or a flu and the times that i thought maybe i'm not feeling altogether great um i we didn't have rapid tests and i couldn't get tested right. i would just stay home and the next day i would be fine so i was like all right well maybe that's not it i don't know but i'm kind of patient zero um i don't think patient zero and then patient 500 million um my <laughs> 14 year old son has not tested positive ever and he's been tested probably six times he has allergies though. Mm -hmm. um, and my significant other, Brian, has had it and he was symptomatic. Yeah. I want to ask you, do you mind if I pick your brain about it a little bit? Yeah, yeah that's uh, sure. I mean, okay. giddy pig. Let's, let's do the unspun thing though, like legit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When you got the tickle in your, in your throat and you're like, oh, okay. Uh -huh. And then you're like, did you have a rush of like, uh oh, or did the vaccination piece of the puzzle, knowing you're fully vaccinated, make you feel safer yeah. or oh god yeah i mean uh and because amanda had gone through it and everybody in my office and everybody in my family and my other two kids you know everybody's had it around me so that's why i thought oh maybe i'm immune um the uh yeah i, I didn't worry i didn't worry i just kind of just knew it just kind of go uh you know i thought oh maybe i went to my i had my high school reunion on saturday in langley there's a few anti-vaxxers in my grad class <laughs> that have been come at me on facebook and twitter um, really? And so Who I was there. that? Well, I didn't. I didn't talk to them really. Um, but you know, it was it was a crowded room. There were hundred people jammed in in Fort Langley there. Um, so pretty sure that's where I got it. Um, but you know that you can't blame anyone specifically. It's and you no. choose to do these things, right? So and I I would do it again. You know, it was fun. Um, it's my fortieth. Um, wow! Look I at know. you, young man. You're making it look yeah. good, George Affleck. You're making it look yeah, good. Your yeah. birthday, of course, is October 15, 2022, which yes. is Civic Election Day. Uh, we got to keep, we'll, yeah. we'll get into the politics behind that in a second. But let's talk yes. about COVID with regard to travel because it's a huge yeah. move by the I feds. Got a trip right? up too. I got a trip coming up. So I'm very, 
on on point with this, like watching what's going on because I'm going okay. Stop for a second because your te- yes. technical issue here. Your microphone is a little hot, and when you when you got into okay. it right there, you you broke out a little bit. So turn it down okay. just a little bit. All right, just a little. these technical issues in the old house. I'll push this it away a, from me. This is unspent podcast. Yeah, it's over modulating oh, a bit. All That's right. better. Okay, All just right. for our listeners, so they're not blowing out their speakers. Yeah, wakey, wakey, everybody. <laughs> much better, much better. Okay, okay, so you've got a trip coming up. Where are you going? Do you, are you going to tell Peru. where you're going? No. Peru. Peru. Wow. Picchu. Yeah. Yeah, it's a George. bucket listy oh. kind of thing. But buddies, one of my buddies turning a big, a big age. And so it's a group of us going there. Uh, my Rob owns a travel agency, Pivot Travel. If you want to use a travel agency, <laughs> I recommend Pivot. it. Pivot, pivot, travel. pivot. exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a, it's quite a complicated trip, and it's very uh, so. But you know, we're going through Mexico, so there's no restrictions in Mexico. So flying from Canada to Mexico down to Peru is quite easy, actually, um, from a COVID point of view. Um, going through the states, although they just changed their rules, so now you can fly. It's less strict down there now, so uh, so it's, it's really hard to keep up with these things. To be honest, I mean, Canada it is a little bit, but changed and their that's rules. Like- that's the cautionary tale here, right? Because yeah. the federal government just announced this week that they are dropping, the, the federal government is dropping the vaccine mandate for domestic flight and rail, uh, as well as international departures. Now, yeah. international travelers coming to Canada will still need to be fully vaccinated and show proof of that, which is where it gets kind of like, oh, okay, complicated. But mindful of this and all the conversations I've been filling in for Mike Smith this week on CKNW and, and talking to some travel experts, I actually talked to a former COO of Air Canada, uh, who's a travel expert now and, and a great, great guest. Duncan D is his name. Uh, he came on and it's like one of the big, big cautionary pieces of this. If you're traveling anywhere, you should make yourself aware of what the rules are at your destination. Imagine getting somewhere where... Mm-hmm you're maybe not allowed to arrive without proof of vaccination. Even though you were allowed to depart, you weren't allowed to arrive or you're not allowed to get on your carrier because it's going through a country that doesn't allow yeah. you to fly within that. Country. Like super there are super yep. complex pieces of this puzzle, but I yeah. want to make sure that we have a couple of things yeah. uh, on the table here for our listeners. If you love to cruise, Nothing's changing on cruise ships. You must be fully vaccinated and prove it to be a passenger or to work on a cruise ship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mask mandates remain in place on all air travel and rail travel and buses in Canada. Two people I know who went on cruises recently both got COVID on those cruises. Different cruises. Are you kidding me? Both got COVID. Yes. I mean, one was at the end of it, and the other was right in the middle, and they were stuck in their room for the entire time. Oh so, my God, that is that is hell. I know, I know. They only had one book with them, anyways. Oh Jesus! They watched all the James Bond movies. I think that's what they did for their time. Their four. I days. cannot imagine being stuck in the inside cabin. They had. A I, I would lose my mind. Oh, thank God, because people do go on cruises saying, "Wow, well, how much time are we going to spend in our room?" Oh my God, those get, floating. Get a room just, with a view. Yeah. Get a room with a view, just in case. So just making sure that we're clear on how those COVID, federal COVID uh, rules impact us here in BC, obviously at YVR. They made a real uh, um, point, George, in the announcement because we carried it live while I was on the show uh, on CKNW. They carried it live and and the the feds did 
out and out state that this change, this suspension, so mm-hmm. they reserve the right to bring these all back if if we have a COVID season that's exponentially worse in the in the fall, who knows? Um, they but they said this is not about the chaos in airports. This is not about what's happened at Pearson Airports, you know, that viral oh, video see. that went around standing line. It's not about right. that. While it might ease it a little bit because those who were told that they had to be fully vaccinated in order to work at an airport will now be able like a, let's say a baggage handler. Oh, but how many can that example. be? That's not gonna be that many. Exactly. I, I, they just don't have the employees. They don't exist. I think that's no. the problem. I mean, I had two people I picked up at the airport last week. Amanda came back from the UK visiting her family. And then her sister came back later that same day. Um, and they both, it took forever to get through the system. Baggage, yeah. right? It took forever. Um, and because there's just not enough people handling all the stuff. And and, yeah. and and then just the border across the whole, you know, going through customs, that was slow. Even with Nexus, didn't matter. Um, it's just chaos. And the lineup went up. The If you've ever been in the international arrivals, there's an escalator, come down this escalator. And it was up the escalator and down the hall. I've never no. seen like that before. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, That's crazy. You know, yeah. All yeah. the way through customs and up that escalator and down the hall. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. That's like that windowed mm-hmm. sky bridge place. Yeah. I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about there. So it's, it's, uh, and then, you know, there's people, just, we've got what, 5% uh, unemployment right now. People don't want the jobs. It, even if it's a good paying jobs, they just, they can't find people. They got to train them if they find them. Uh, you know, they've had job postings I've seen for the most amazing jobs that when I was in my 20s, I would have killed for. Right. Um, I hear you and, on that uh, one. They can't get anybody to apply. So even removing these COVID things, looking at the uh, sitting in that international arrivals, the, they have that little section where you have to get tested, the random testing site. Still there. But I think they saw three people go through it. That's but they're not using that business. anymore. They're they're ending. Yeah, so that's what well. they took away, right? Yeah, they took yeah. It away. But that yeah. wasn't affecting. There's only three people I saw in there, so yeah, it's not like they were putting hundreds through there. They've pulled my parents, my 84, 83 and eighty four year old parents, over twice. What? It's by number, and they're like, "Today's your lucky day." And my stepdad's they like, "Should buy really? a lottery ticket." I know, right? I mean, they got a good wow. attitude about it. How are we feeling about the Cullen Commission, a Cullen Inquiry report that finally dropped? Uh, if you're watching this, it was it dropped on Wednesday. We tape on Thursdays, yeah. but uh, 1,800 pages, 101 recommendations, no, uh, no finger pointing at the government in terms of corruption, but certainly uh, a lot there of were some. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> no like surprise there. Culpable, culpable, perhaps is the word we're looking for. I mean, I think you know, I didn't see it. What? I mean, the RCMP took a big hit for sure. Uh, FinTrack? How much did we spend on FinTrack? Yeah, I know. I, I just think there's just a. It just seemed like a, 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 a snowballs. You know, just a bunch of things that just like like what? All these different things that came together that made it possible for it to happen. I think and, it's very uh, convenient, though, when they said that nobody actually uh, actively turned a blind <laughs> eye corrupt, in a corruption way. Right. To, but I'm like, how much money poured into the the province, the provincial budgets and, and city budgets, for that matter, like the, the unintended byproduct of this, like the amounts of dollars that were piling up. And even the luxury goods, let's take it off the government and, and point to accountants and lawyers and luxury goods players. But, you know, the car, how Vancouver become became the number one mm-hmm. extraordinarily uber high end car dealer in the world. I mean, come on. 
Come on. People driving around in Maseratis with N's and L's on them. Come on. Well, I, I think mean, you know Sam Cooper was doing this story early, long before the commission was even in, you know implemented. Uh, I think even I was in office, and there was I think there was a fear of of being perceived as racist. Uh, there's a yeah, lot of I remember some that. of the apprehension by politicians, and, and it's a valid argument. You know, it's a slippery slope when you start doing policies and yeah. going after a thing that may be uh, dominated by one uh, community, it uh, could be perceived as, as racist in this situation. Certainly sometimes that's what the uh, empty homes tax was. That was one of the concerns about bringing that forward. Um, you know, and we certainly have seen hate towards uh, ethnic minorities grow in the last few years. So you've got two things that happened in those three, two years, three years. Uh, empty but homes let's tax. dial it back though. But let's uh, dial it know. back though. Cause I, I get that. Sure. That's, yeah. That is that is shitty. I'm sorry we're going to get our E on this one, but that is shitty for sure. However, mm-hmm. duffel bags full of $20 bills at casinos, that is money, direct, the proceeds of fentanyl sales, the proceeds of drug sales that were causing people to die daily, escalating deaths, tainted drug supply. That money laundered through casinos, which I remember a time when casinos first started in this jurisdiction and the, and the maximum bid on any bet was $25. You know, the, the, the people who changed that and then saw the, the, this, there was a way to dial it back without pointing to one ethnic group. There was a way to cap things in a way. And it, it doesn't take a genius to know there's something going on here. And, and Sam Cooper and John Waugh, as well as a number at the CBC as well, were actively showing that there were blinders on where this particular piece of the puzzle was concerned. And it comes, it's white collar crime. I mean, George, let's call it what it is. You will get a parking ticket and they will take it all the way to collections. They'll, they'll thump your, um, your ability to borrow uh, with your credit rating being hit Mm -hmm. by your parking tickets, but you can be active in, in white collar crime and offshore money and moving stuff around like a shell game to avoid taxes. Like, we need to check boxes on private documents. It's not hard to figure out what, following the money. It's not that hard. And it, I, th- I believe, personally, I believe this, and I know that it, I'm going to have realtors and lawyers and accountants all like, what? But I think there should be checks and balances there. And if money is laundered through something knowingly, because these people know what they're doing, it is a loophole, but flag the it. Re- if you see the people something, receiving it, you mean, or are the people giving it? All the way it. along the process. All mm. the way along the process. There's been a lot of attention. Something. Yeah, there's been a lot of attention on casinos, and you kind of brought that up. But it's actually other areas yeah. that would be more significant. Other areas Cars, for sure. I don't houses, blame just apartments. casinos. Totally. You know, but I don't uh, think it needs to be a racial is... thing, though. That's my that's my point. There's a way to come at this that has nothing to do with the 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 the, the ethnicity of the person who is per- perpetrating the crime. Yeah. It is a crime. Period. They said FinTrack was getting upwards of 500,000 reports per year and and only 2,500 of those being investigated, resulting in just a handful of of charges. Like, what? Oh my God, how many people went to a casino with a duffel bag full of money? Let me tell you, every you and I will walk through a casino, our picture's taken, they videotape us, they could follow us throughout the whole casino. They track every single thing you do. Are you telling me that they don't know where the big money, they got a high roller table in the back where they're serving special food to the people that are dropping <laughs> a couple hundred thousand dollars on purpose so that they can then 
wash their cash, take the chips, look at that as a really manageable Mm -hmm. loss, take a couple of million dollars, go buy a house with cash that's clean and park it. That's what's been happening. Drug money turns into real estate and that's broken our, our province. Like I, I just, I'm really passionate well, about it. I, I wouldn't, it didn't hit me. It, I don't it think people. it's just, I don't think it's just the money laundering that's caused, you know, our home prices I didn't prices say it was just that. I didn't yeah. say it was just that. And, okay. and nor did the Cullen Commission, but it definitely, definitely has impacted it without question. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think it's one of those things that there's a multitude of things that have that have gone wrong. I mean, we look at, if I look, go back to the empty homes tax, which represents in Vancouver about less than five percent of the homes that are are you know uh, that are empty. Uh, do you bring in this tax that costs thirty million dollars to manage or whatever? Um, you know, it's it, you have to. What is the solution? You know, what is the problem? What is the solution? And so, in the case of money laundering, what the Cullen Commission provided us was, was here are the solutions. They're pretty obvious. Uh, in fact, much easier, say, than dealing with empty homes, I think, because, you know, um, empty homes, you just got to build more homes. And that's not easy uh, with the no. Cullen Commission. And what, what we learned is that it was really about policing. It's really about, yeah, ju- you just got to track this stuff and you can't let and, and, you, and this mentality of whoever you are to accept lo- chunks of cash for whatever you're, you're purchasing uh, must not, you know, raise alarm bells. But as you said, all those people were maybe reporting this cash, um, but a lot who were receiving that cash did not. Um, and uh, I think that they didn't implement, Im- Im- implicate any politicians, but no, certainly individuals selling whatever uh, to launder that money, whatever it might be, uh, are one of the main reasons and the problems with this. And so I think that uh, as a result of this, I'm sure David Eby, uh, he can't, he's got to stop blaming the BC Liberals. He's got to focus you on, see- okay, what is did the you see, I need to create to solve this problem moving forward? Did you see David Eby's press conference yesterday? No, I was lying okay. down, sick with COVID. Oh, right. Poor of course. Oh, poor, 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 poor George. Poor, poor Georgie. Me. Georgie, poor G. Uh, nobody's <laughs> ever called you that before. Um, oh, I watched David Eby's press briefing and I found it incredibly refreshing to hear him uh acknowledge a timeline in a way he didn't just because so many politicians do what you just said well if the liberals had been awake Mm -hmm. had they not been asleep at the wheel you know that kind of thing there was none of Mm -hmm. that it was more about how astonishing it was when he first read uh peter german's report and really felt the magnitude of uh what was at play here and Mm -hmm. he specifically pointed to the media who the investigative journalists who without them and because the media piece here and and please if you're listening to this podcast think about this because this is why the media is important this is why it's important that you don't do oh the media fake, because fake these, news. right this, the hard-working investigative journalists put themselves in harm's way here because there are some yep. there are some shady bad actors involved in what is happening what has happened um, and they put themselves and they, they, I mean, Sam Cooper, I'd love to know how many FOI freedom of information documents Sam Cooper had to, to go through to, to cultivate and, and, and connect the dots on, on the money laundering and John Waugh as well. Like these guys are unbelievable mm-hmm. and they're just two of many, but David Eby yeah. was very specific in thanking those journalists who were at the forefront of this Delicious. to bring it, to bring it to citizens 
because this, the Peter German inquiry and now the Cullen Commission, um, and both of these were solely created because the public demanded it. This, these are not government. These are not partisan. And it's not any one government. It's all government. How to take action in a meaningful way. As you said, mm-hmm. as a politician, as a former politician, you spoke to this just in this podcast. Because when you're in it, you have to think about, you know, not targeting one segment of society too, too broadly because you can cause unintended consequences on, mm-hmm. on innocent people. Like that, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And EB really leaned into that and, and what needs to happen moving forward. And as you said, it's about having uh, better policing and boots on the ground here in British mm-hmm. Columbia. We cannot rely on the federal government to fix what's broken in the Vancouver model, even though it's spreading across the country. Yes, you the feds that. need to be involved. But. Civil society, it's not always just about the number of police. And this is an issue in Vancouver with just crime and all that stuff that we're hearing about. It's the perception that you'll get caught doing mm. something illegal. Stops you yeah. doing something illegal. It's just this right. sense that if there are rules and there are a system in place uh, that could get you in trouble, whether you're the person receiving the cash or you're the person taking the cash and giving it to people, that seemed to be what, where everything fell apart. That There was no feeling by either the people who were laundering the money that they were going to get caught or the people yeah. who accepted the cash that they would get caught, that it was acceptable to do this because there was this, so little policing going on. The rules were vague. Uh, there was just lots of ways to get away with it. And that makes, I'm sorry, uh, that's what civil society breaks down. And, and so we could talk a lot about that. We have talked a lot about that. And it's certainly yeah. a big issue in Vancouver's coming election. If you don't follow the rules or if you don't have at least the perception like that you create these rules you create this to have a civil society you need a legal system and a, and a judicial system uh that people don't feel intimidated by but at least a you know that there's a, a feeling a sense of order uh, and i know yeah, guardrails oh, oh, guard dare you right? oh, order yeah. you sound like a fascist no it's not about no. that it's a, you, you look at how you raise kids you got to create boundaries about in order for them to not fall off a cliff or whatever it takes time and once it's ingrained in people they stop being that way and, and that is going it seems to be okay this this whole calling commission and then you look at crime on our streets it's like and and of course then I, I get attacked or anybody who says they would like to see more uh, uh law and order it's like oh how dare you you're taking away our rights it's like oh my god no it's like we have to live and share this world together uh it can't be chaos uh, there's yeah. ways to solve that and and this is a microcosm uh, of what happened in this Cullen Commission is really a microcosm of one specific area. It proves that if you don't have rules and you don't enforce uh, the rules that are already vague or whatever, you've got a multitude of things that are wrong with order for this to not be a problem, this is what happens. This is yeah. where we end up. And uh, I think- I bet you the people a- that come at you about law and order are equally as pissed off that all of these things have happened. Right? They don't like yep. what's happened, but they don't want what fixes it. It's like the definition well, of insanity they, you know, to continue they, doing what we are. I guarantee you, those people who are who will yell and scream about policing on the downtown east side will say, "Oh, well, yeah, the money laundering should be policed." Absolutely, exactly my where, point. Where, exactly where my we, point. Yeah. Where yeah. are we? Yeah. Where, where? It's it is. It's not black and white, but it's certainly, you know, you should. It kind of has to be. The legal system is kind of black and white. There's not a lot of gray area unless there's precedent setting cases. Um, That's how the whole system works. We can go into the justice system in another podcast and talk about it for the full 30 (laughs) minutes because, oh my God, is it ever busted? 
it is really super broken. But I want to get to some uh, municipal politics here, uh, mm. if we could, George, because October 15th, 2022, fast yep. approaching, like we're counting down. What are we? July, August, September, October, four months yesterday. We'll be there, which Love is it. also your birthday. Uh, for your <laughs> birthday, uh, pre-birthday, I'm going to announce your Twitter handle in case people don't follow you on Twitter. It is George underscore underscore Affleck. Uh, we, sometimes we just call you underscore. I'm at Jody Vance, <laughs> Jody with a Y, at Jody Vance on Twitter. Um, follow us both. Follow Unspun Podcast. Of course, you're listening to this podcast, but share it with your friends. We're unspunpodcast.com. We were at the yep. Orca for a long, long time. It's on pause. We're continuing with our podcast ongoing. You can always find us at unspunpodcast.com because we are going to make sure you're informed before you head to the ballot box when it is civ civic election time. Let's focus our attention in on Vancouver City mm -hmm. Hall uh, Broadway plan. There was a, another conversation, many conversations about the Broadway plan. Should it be? Should it be held over until after the election, George? What do you think? Colleen Hardwick, who is running for mayor of Vancouver, says it should be put on pause, be put back to staff until after uh, the election. Uh, well, I kind of gave my solution last time, but or was the time before, I forget. But, you know, let's just chop it, it into chunks. We'll chop it into chunks. Let's do the section that we need to deal with, most importantly, between Maine and, Broad and, Maine and, and Granville Street. Let's lob off anything east or west of that uh, because Great it's too idea. controversial. So, Great idea. you know, I think, uh, and then also you could bring it up. Don't don't go all five blocks off on each side. You know, do two blocks. You know, that's it. Right. So, I, I don't, but I, I don't, I, and that might be what happens, but, you know, I think there might be, there's going to be so many amendments and so many uh, revisions. Well, they're were there 43? Weren't there 43 yeah, amendments? There were 43 <laughs> communications people. Or One for every communications person. Um. So they they're, they're going to have amendments. Yeah, I think I think it'll pass. Uh, I think the Green Party's behind it. I think the Kennedy Stewart's behind it. I don't know where ABC Party stands on it. To be honest, they seem pretty vague. They talk about. I haven't and, heard and, anything from them in a long time. Where are they? Yeah, well, I don't know. Ken Sims invisible at this point. Uh, maybe that's intentional. I think it's a political move because he's topping the polls on the right side of the spectrum in politics. Um, for now, um, yeah. But uh, but Colleen Harvick certainly has the momentum, um, and uh, with you know Bill Thielman joining her team, and they announced their slate. What you know? What's interesting? I think and you've talked about this a lot. Is like do your research on these candidates. I, you know, when I got into politics, I had been uh, the chair of my kids' pack for five years. I'd been on several boards as chair, as a director. You know, I'd done a bunch of other things in the community. And I felt like it was my time to, you know, I, I was actually intending to run for school board because that was a logical move. But then Suzanne Anton asked me if I'd run for council. And I said, oh, okay, but I own a business. <laughs> Can I do both? And anyways, you know, what ended up was that Suzanne lost and I won. But it's a, it's a busy job. It, it was hard to run a business and do it. Um, so, uh, but I look at some of these candidates and I'm going, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what you've contributed previous to this. And I worry that it's, there's so many egos being driven here, that, that this is an ego-driven campaign. I'm not inspired by most of the people running. I don't feel like they've given enough to the community uh, to justify uh, their, them being on, uh, on the slate on, uh, to be voted for. I just think you have, to, you have to do your time in the community uh, and also that helps you win. If you if you have 
a base, me being the chair of False Creek Pack, which is, False Creek is where I was, was my kids were at school there. It's across False Creek from where I live because there's no school in Yaletown at that time. And uh, the neighborhood would be perceived as quite left of center. And so I think, and if you look at the polling of my first election, which I won, which was, I was a surprise winner, is I taught the polls in that riding, um, in that section, I mean, that area, uh, unusually, by like the rest of the NPA, my party, like weren't even close. Uh, but right. I was like up there. I got all these votes, a couple thousand extra votes that I got in that neighborhood um, because people knew who I was. And then they respected me. They thought, oh, yeah, George, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he's been a pack. I know he, my kids know him. Uh, you know, you walk the walk. He seems like do. a good guy. Uh, you are I don't a good know guy. if I agree with his party, but I'll give him my votes. Yeah. So they threw a, I got thrown a few of those votes. That's uh, why that I'm in the podcast difference. with you. Because, I mean, <laughs> you're a good guy. I don't always agree with you, but I'll do a podcast <laughs> with you. <laughs> I'm getting my justification by getting COVID before you because I'm looser That's than right. the COVID thing. There That's, you go. This is my, my uh, see? <laughs> Pulling you into the mushy middle. I'm like, you just found middle ground on the Broadway plan. I'm super impressed with that. I think I'm rubbing <laughs> off on you a little bit. Let's um, talk a little bit about the um, the messy park. Speaking of messy middle, messy medians, messy meridians. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you even see over the grass in Yaletown? My God. I mean, I was in, yeah, yeah Yaletown is so bad. Anywhere you go. So like bad. In, they, they just I have can't see when I'm turning. Yeah. No, I can't see when I'm and- turning. It's a policy that the parks have and the city has not to cut grass anymore, uh, to let the nature do its thing and create areas for bees. Do they not see the nature all around us? Do they not see the mountains right over there? There are mountains right over there. We have valleys and it has to be intentional. There has to be a, you can't can't just let it go wild. You have to actually plant. I think Patrick O'Connor, who we know quite well, and he tweeted out some new, some areas in Westminster, uh, that have done intentional uh, wild areas that they to create the areas for bees or yeah. nature to do its thing, but you it's Not still hard. manicured. It's it's still yeah. manicured in a logical way for the purposes that you're trying to achieve. It's not just wildness. I'm knocking on your door, George. Hello. Bees don't. Bees don't. Bees don't use grass. <laughs> Rats do though. Rats, Rats love do. Them. Great places for trash to hide, even a syringe or two. Needles. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've man. <laughs> I wouldn't go it's running through the tall grass in downtown. I wouldn't. Yeah. No, of course not. And if it's not dog poo, it'll be a needle. You know, I say that Dave Payson, I think, is who follows us and, and tweets at us a lot. He's 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 on that subject. He's he's, he's running for a park board for NPA. He's on the yeah, median thing. I think... You know, people, you find your issue, and that's a good one. You look at John Claridis and his smashed windows. He's not running for office. But really, if you find that issue that really resonates, it can be as small as something, you know, the medians in the city. Then people start going, hey, that guy really cares. Yeah. And it's, that's, it's that simple, really, if you're running for office. Find the things that matter to people and just and be, be strong on that. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got to go back to bed, and you've lost your mind. Because we're over 30 minutes, COVID, dude. So, uh Honestly, get better, buddy. And uh, let me know if I can drop off some soup at your door. <laughs> okay. Peace Bye-bye. out. Bye. Bye. Sleepy time for George. Bye.